This is episode 83 of The Popcast. Welcome to The Popcast, a weekly podcast all about pop culture in three regular segments. We're your hosts, Josh and Maureen Goldman. Welcome back, everybody, to another week, another podcast. We are in day nine or ten of self-isolation in our home. Maureen, how are you? Uh, we are healthy, so we are grateful. You know, I will say it's it's really nice that it's spring and it's been pretty warm the past couple of days. So we've been able to actually go outside and enjoy ourselves. I think it was almost 80 degrees on Friday. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, it's been colder this weekend, but in general, it's still warm enough that we can go outside and walk around. And it's really, that makes a big difference. If you have any tips for getting a toddler to want to go outside, please send them along because most of the time when we say it's time to go outside, he throws a fit. We manage to get him outside pretty much every day, but... You know, he just does not want to go. Do you have any tips, Maureen? Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> I live with you. I'm quarantined with you. I'm, I guess, not quarantined. Every time I say that, people are like, are you sick? I'm like, no, we're just avoiding other people. I'm self-isolating with you. Yes. I don't have any tips. My, my biggest thing that I'm going to try, I'll let you guys know how it goes, is to create like a set of outdoor toys because we've got like bubbles and sidewalk chalk and a bike and basketball and soccer ball but that's that's not enticing him like I'm gonna try to create like some toys that live outside like little people or animals or army men or race cars or you know a lot of the stuff that he plays with inside and can use his imagination with I'm gonna try to just make a bucket of that that like lives outside yeah that's a good idea Maureen you said something that made me think when you said I'm self-isolating with you, when is that going to be the next TV show, movie, book? Can't you just see that being the title of something? It would be really easy to film. It would be cheap. You would just have one One set. location. Yeah. Here's how, the, here's how the story would go. You'd have a young couple in love and then they would spend some time with each other. Then they couldn't leave each other's sights. And then they'd start to get mad at each other. And then, you know, conflict ensues. And then they you realize they're only in a one-bedroom apartment. Even worse, what if it was a studio apartment? Man, that would be, you know, that would be tough. Yeah, it would be. I mean, but people are doing it. There's millions of people in studio apartments right now who are yeah, self-isolating. So. You know, now that I say the plot out loud, I, I don't know if I'd want to watch that. <laughs> Maybe not now. It's too soon. It's too soon because we're all doing it. We're all living so. it right now. All right, Maureen. Well, let's jump into the snack bag this week. I mean, the, the entertainment news is dominated by the coronavirus and, you know, all the people affected. And we didn't really talk about this on the podcast last week. But I think, first of all, we should echo our sentiment. You know, if you're able to stay at home and self-isolate and, you know, stay out of crowds and away from people, please do. We certainly understand that there are people out there who work in, you know, critical areas like healthcare or people who work at grocery stores. You know, please, by all means, continue working if you need to. Continue going out. Thank you to those who are helping us. But if you can, we just want to reiterate, please stay inside. You know, I, I saw a study last night that was released that they said, you know, people who are self-isolating in San Francisco, they're already seeing a drop in, you know, high fevers, which is one of the, which is one of the symptoms of coronavirus. Now, it's not necessarily a direct correlation with the coronavirus dipping, but it certainly is encouraging that if people are taking those steps, that it is doing something. So, you know, if you're able to, it does make a difference. Please don't gather with friends. Don't gather with neighbors until you're absolutely sure that no one's sick. And then at that don't point... Don't gather. Just listen to our podcast. Yeah, just listen to our podcast. You can go back. We have... This is 83 episodes in. We've got lots. If you've missed any, go back and listen. It's hours and hours of fun. And probably most of the movies we've reviewed are now streamable. So, you Exactly. Know. Exactly. But 
in terms of entertainment, we didn't talk last week about some of the major stars that have coronavirus. And I think the the time that it really became real for me was that I think it was a Wednesday night. It was over a week. It was like a week and a half ago. And that was the night that the NBA suspended their season. And I think that was the first big thing that happened. I mean, that's a huge organization, a lot of money, you know, that goes into that and a lot of money comes out of it. And they canceled the season. At least they canceled it for now. But also that same night, that was when we found out that Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, had coronavirus. And they were filming a movie in Australia. And, you know, Tom Hanks, I think, Instagrammed or tweeted or something and said, I have coronavirus. And I think that, you know, there's just something about someone who you look up to on the screen who's just like, you know, people call him America's dad. You know, for that person to have coronavirus, that's a shocking thing. Now, that being said, I'm sure as this goes on, a lot of famous people will get this. And we've already seen more come out of the woodwork. I, I saw Idris Elba has coronavirus. I saw Andy Cohen has coronavirus. You know, What are their symptoms like? Are they okay? I think that people's symptoms are varying. I think that what Tom Hanks was saying is that he had, you know, fever. He had chills. He felt really lethargic. But one of the things that I've seen who, people who do have the virus say is that they have sort of like difficulty breathing and that they get winded really easily. So people who are normally healthy, able to work out without any problems, have trouble walking up the stairs. Now, that is not a symptom that's true for everybody. But some of the people I've heard talk about this said that that is one of the symptoms they are experiencing. So, you know, there have been several sports stars in the basketball universe who have tested positive for coronavirus. Most of them have come out and said they've been asymptomatic, but they did test positive. But, you know, what I think is good about all of this is that these stars have come out and a lot of people listen and look up to these people. And even the ones who don't have it, they are, you know, encouraging people to listen to the experts and listen to the CDC and the WHO and self-isolate if you can and, and avoid crowds and avoid, you know, other people outside of your home. So I think that's a positive thing. Now, it's not great that these people have it, but there are thousands and thousands of people around the world who have it. These are just some of the most famous people. I'm just grateful we don't have anyone we know who has the coronavirus yet. So I'm praying that our family and friends all stay safe and healthy um, and that everyone self-isolates as much as possible. And certainly that all you, our listeners, stay safe and healthy too. So everyone wash your hands. Don't go within six feet of anyone else. And explore grocery delivery. If you need any recommendations, we've got several. So feel free to send us an email I have several thoughts and I'm happy to send you a discount code. So, Okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about is that, you know, last week we talked about on the podcast that we thought Netflix was going to do really well here because obviously they have a lot of content in the can that's ready to come out. And in that time, literally, I think the next day after we released the podcast on, on Monday, we got the news that several major studios were going to release movies early to stream for people, you know, in their homes. And I think some of them were, you know, kind of expected. Some of them were just early releases. So I have a list here of the ones that they've decided to release early. Like one of them was The Invisible Man, which is a horror movie that came out in February. It had already been out for a little while, but I think the end of the box office got cut off there. So They've made it available to rent for $19.99. They did that with another film that was out in theaters that we talked a little bit about called The Hunt. That movie is a universal property, again, released for $19.99 to rent. 
And they did it with another film called Emma, which is a reimagining of the Jane Austen novel Emma. That one also you can rent for $19.99. Now, we talked last week about how much they were going to have to charge people to sort of stream these movies early from your own home. And that's sort of what they came up with. Now, the one that I found really interesting was that Disney recently released in theaters their latest Pixar movie, Onward. It came out in March, and I think it was the very first weekend in March that it came out. And as of March 20th, just 14 days after it came out in in theaters, they made it available to buy for $19.99. And then on April 3rd, which is just a month after it came out in theaters, it's going to be available on Disney+. Plus. Well, that's because nobody can go to the movies. I mean, these, these services aren't dumb. And I also want to say that in addition to kind of releasing a lot of movies and, and TV shows, which we had talked about last week, I also got an article. My stepmom sent me an article on 23 streaming services that are offering free access right now. Oh yeah, give us those, give us some of those. So we will put this in the show notes. It's an article written by the Crazy Coupon Lady and it was updated today, March 22nd is when we're recording this. Um, So I'll read you a couple of highlights, um, but we'll link the whole article because she tells you exactly how to do it. And also likely when you sign up for these free trials, you're going to put in your credit card information. So you need to mark down when you need to cancel these things if you don't want to get charged. Um, Sling TV is offering free live channels, movies right now. Showtime streaming service is free for 30 days. Huh? What? Josh is going to be signing up. Listen to me, Josh. If you sign up for these, you better tell me so that I can put it on my calendar when we need to cancel I will. Them. I was. I wanted to sign up for Showtime because we were way behind on Homeland, which is really the only show we ever watched on Showtime. Yeah. And now we can catch up and watch the season we missed okay but just make sure you yes i will okay Okay. there's a little insight to our marriage yeah well because he won't do it and then we'll get charged for all of these things you had two what did you have two subscriptions we had two maureen we covered this on the podcast like three weeks ago to hear you say it i already put it in the show (laughs) hulu i had two subscriptions to hulu okay we get it okay number three um the full library of prime video options for 30 days you can watch netflix for a month at no cost Mm. Um, you can enjoy Hulu's library of movies and TV shows for th- 30 days. Um, the indie film documentary hub Sun- Sundance Now is giving away a free month of service. Oh, cool. Uh, British shows on Acorn TV free for a month. A free month of horror-only streaming service on Shudder. Uh, the Criterion Channel is giving away its films for 14 days. Whoa. NBA League Pass is free until April 22nd. You can watch old NBA games. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I think you can do the same thing with Major League Baseball games. NFL too. Game Pass, MLB TV will be free. Yeah, you can watch. Hey, guys, if you want to relive the Washington Nationals winning the World Series last year, go ahead and sign up for a free trial of the MLB TV. Well, Maureen, that's a great resource. Thank you for sharing that. And we will link it in the show notes so that you can get access to it. And here's a little hot tip, a little uh, little inside knowledge. You could probably cancel the services you have, re-sign up for free for a month, and then just pay the ones you are already paying. Now, if you want to go that far, I don't really know if you want to do that. The only other two I wanted to mention here in the sort of early release streaming movies, the one is this movie Trolls World Tour, which is a sequel to the Trolls movie. Now, this is not something that we will be interested in checking out at all, but this was supposed to be a major worldwide release. I mean, this is an animated movie that families around the world love seeing, apparently. I mean, it got a it got a sequel from the original, but this is going to be released digitally entirely on April 10th. And so I think that's the first like major movie that was going to come out that 
was sort of in the future that they've decided to release digitally. Now, a lot of them they've decided to postpone. The most recent one was the new Marvel film Black Widow has been pushed indefinitely. The other one that I saw that will be released early and released it looks like on Netflix, is a movie that we saw a preview for recently called The Lovebirds, which stars Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani. Looked really funny. Wasn't something I was going to pay money for in theaters, but seemed like, I think I even remarked to you when we saw the trailer for it, this seems like a perfect Netflix movie, and now it's going to come out on Netflix, so I'm sure we'll watch it because, you know, it's a great, it seems like a great Friday night romantic comedy movie. They haven't announced a date yet for that, but... It is just interesting how people are sort of pivoting and we'll sort of keep tabs on how this continues to pivot because I don't think this is going to end in the next month. And so studios are going to have to look a little bit beyond just 30 days. I mean, it's a great starting point, but this could affect the business for the entire summer. And so it'll be interesting to see what people end up doing. All right, Maureen, should we move on to our premier topic for this week? Yes, please. We are doing Maureen's first time watching Free Solo. So before we get into some of the things we're going to talk about, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on the movie. Free Solo is a 2018 American documentary film directed by Elizabeth Chai Vassarelli and Jimmy Chin. They are a husband and wife documentary team that profiles rock climber Alex Honnold on his quest to perform a free solo climb of El Capitan in June 2017. The film also features Honnold's girlfriend, Sonny, and one of his climbing friends, Tommy Caldwell. For those that don't know, free soloing means that you are climbing any type of surface without any ropes or any support. So you are just climbing the face of a rock and you are praying that you get to the top without falling because if you fall, there is no support net. Does it feel different to be up there without a rope? It's obviously like much higher consequence. People who know a little bit about climbing, they're like, oh, he's totally safe. And then people who really know exactly what he's doing are freaked out. I've thought about El Cap like for years and every year I'm like, that's really scary. I'll never be content unless I at least put in the effort. El Cap is the most impressive wall on earth. It's 3,200 feet of sheer granite. It's the center of the rock climbing universe. Obviously, I get interview questions about it all the time. Oh, would you like to do that? And you're like, yes, for sure. So the movie won the Oscar for Best Documentary at the 2019 Oscars, and it grossed nearly $30 million at the box office, which is a huge, huge amount for a documentary film. So to kick this off, since Maureen had never seen the movie, I had seen it in theaters when it first came out. Maureen, we're going to throw it to you to give your first time take. What did you think of the movie, just sort of generally, and then we'll jump into the MVP, the LVP, and any nitpicks you might have from this movie. All right, Maureen, first time take. My first time take was that it was good. It's not the kind of movie that I want to watch like 20 times, but it was very enjoyable. Highly recommended as a date night movie because I think obviously it appeals to kind of, it's very neutral, right? Like it's, you know, a genre that kind of anyone can kind of get behind. Um, I really liked hearing Alex's story. I thought it was a little slow at, at some times. Like it could have been maybe like half an hour shorter. What? No. Okay. Sorry. I didn't Josh is like really into it, but he's into like the, oh my gosh, look at that drone shot or like, ah, oh, the mountain. Here's my thing. I think it's incredible. Like this guy is incredibly, incredibly talented, 
but he's talented in something that I have no interest in becoming talented in, which was very interesting to watch, right? Like I'm never going to be a free soloist or a rock climber really of any kind. Um, I maybe could try if I wanted, but it's not something I'm particularly interested in. But I was very captivated by his story. And unlike when you watch like the TV specials on like the Walendas and like the the tightrope walking family, they do not like drag this out to kind of make you nervous as the I mean, you still I was still nervous watching it, but it was very palatable in that way, too. I thought it was very tastefully done. You kind of get a nice sense of this community. Um it's crazy, though. I mean, I would never do this, nor would I ever be able to, like, be romantically involved and invested in someone who's doing this. Like, his girlfriend, Sonny, it was very interesting kind of watching her and in them navigate this relationship. Um, so anyway, I think it's definitely worth a watch. I think it was a beautifully done movie. He's incredibly talented and half crazy for doing what he does. So... Yeah, I wanted to get your take on him as a person because what I think is really well, great I don't about know this him. No, no, but what's presented in the movie because what I think is really great about the movie itself is that it is chronicling what could be considered one of the greatest athletic achievements in human history. I mean, this guy climbed a 3,000-foot rock wall in less than 4 hours and he did it without any ropes and just a chalk bag. I mean, he climbed, I mean, he was very prepared, but that is an incredible achievement. And so that is part of the movie. But the other half is like trying to get inside the mind of someone who wants to do this because they make a note in the movie that I think his friend, Tommy Caldwell, who's also a very accomplished rock climber. He's the subject of the movie I recommended last week called the Dawn wall, which is on Netflix. If you want to watch that also very good. I think he remarked at one point in the movie that Everybody who's made free soloing their career has died. And they sort of go through a list of all the famous people who have done free soloing who have died trying to do this because it's so dangerous. I mean, there there really is no safety net. I mean, and I mean that literally and figuratively, like there's no one there to help you. There's no one there but yourself to make sure that this happens. So it's sort of like the part of it is chronicling the achievement, but the other part is sort of getting in the mind of this person and sort of trying to understand why he does it. And also the added thing in this movie is that he was in this new relationship, this romantic relationship with Sonny. And so you sort of get to see her perspective on this and also how he starts to change as he sort of deepens his relationship with her. Because, you know, the first time he tries, he, he tries to climb once and he stops about, you know, a thousand feet off the ground and he comes back down and then he does it again. But the first time he tries it, like the night before he he tries it, they get in a fight. And I think that that sort of played sort of into his mindset the morning he tried to do it. So I'm curious if you, if, if the movie resonated in that way, sort of looking at the human side of it, not just sort of the athletic side of it. I mean, I, it's hard to make that judgment call just from a documentary and from what you see of him. He seems like a very like nice and kind person but kind of strange but a l very very introverted very very i mean like his, i think his mom at one point mentions that his dad may have had asperger's um though that wasn't diagnosed at the time but that his father was very emotionally distant and that you know alex had some of those tendencies i don't know i mean i, I think for anyone to be able to stomach that amount of risk and actually 
crave that amount. Like this is like something that he has. I mean, he says to his girlfriend in the movie multiple times, like, I would never stop doing this for you. Like she knows that she knows what she's getting into. But I think that there's a little bit of I don't know. I I don't know if what I want to say is I think that there's a little bit of disordered thinking on his part, but I am not an authority on that, nor am I able to diagnose what disordered thinking would be in this case. I do think that he is. It's certainly not introverted and and he's thinking of himself like I don't want to say selfish, but like he's thinking of what this accomplishment that he wants to do. That is the most important thing to him, more important than anything, than his mother, than his girlfriend, than his own life. And, And that is like this. I mean, it's you know, it's like he's a genius in his own right. Um, and that's something that I, as a plebeian, will never understand <laughs> because I'm just very ordinary, I guess, in that way. And what I think is interesting is that, you know, since the documentary premiered and since it won the Oscar, he has continued his relationship with Sonny and they are now engaged. And I think that I read somewhere that he has decided to scale back sort of the amount of free soloing he does. He's still rock climbing, which is dangerous in and of itself, but you know, because the relationship is that important to him and he wants to maintain that. And I think it's great that Sonny is sort of like, she doesn't BS him at all. She's like, I don't like that you do this. You know, like, I don't like that you're putting... But one could argue that she's like dampening this genius, like dampening... I mean, like, yes, maybe she's legitimately saving his life from like a climb. But like, if this is his true passion... Yeah, I mean, it certainly goes both ways. And I but think that that's, his, that's his choice, like whether he chooses to prioritize her slash the relationship or right, the climb. Right, right. But I think that's one of the reasons why the documentary is great is because you get sort of these different perspectives. And I think the other aspect of the documentary that we haven't even talked about yet is something that the filmmaker, Jimmy Chin, who's sort of featured in different parts of the the movie because he's one of the people filming this climb, is sort of the ethical nature of making this documentary. And they talk about it a couple of times, but it's, you know, for him, he's filming his friend who could potentially fall to his death. And he has this very, like, hard decision to make whether it's ethical to film someone who's doing something that could result in in their death and because I, I think this was one of the more compelling parts of the movie is that like the film crew all like very much care about Alex and normally Alex climbs alone like this is not something that he does to like show off it's it's to be by himself and to just accomplish the extraordinary right feat. he said he doesn't even tell people most of the times yeah. when he goes to do free solos so I think the filmmakers were worried that it would make him more nervous or that the added pressure would affect the outcome. And yeah. And a lot of them said, yeah, could they live with themselves if they were the ones who caused him to fall or something? All right, Maureen, let's shift to who you think the MVP of the movie is. It doesn't have to be a subject in the movie. It could be if you want, but who or what makes the movie great? I am going to say I like the best friend. Tommy Caldwell. Yes. Yeah. Because Tommy Caldwell's, character it's his him in here in him in real life but like he is like the the less extreme version of Alex right so you get him and you get a perspective that I can understand as a non-climber and a non like passionate genius person about this so like I really appreciated him basically being like yeah I'm a climbing expert too but I have a wife and two kids and I don't want to die and so I use ropes and like he was kind of like the the like not the watered down version of Alex, but like maybe the more sane version, the more palatable version for a, a non climber. And I just, I, I appreciated him. 
Yeah, and and I don't know if you noticed this, he's missing one of his fingers. He climbs with nine fingers, which is insane because- Did he lose one from climbing? No, he lost one. He was um, like cutting wood and the wood pulled back and his mm. finger got caught in the in the saw. It's just crazy that he's such a good climber and only has right. nine fingers. Anyway, I would say my MVP of this movie, you know, I think the easy one is Alex because he's the subject of the movie. But what I'll say is, I think that the filmmaking is really incredible because Mm -hmm. the amount of interesting shots that they're able to get, the amount of access they got to Alex, the chronicling of the actual climb itself, the people who were hanging from ropes with these 50 pound cameras on the wall, you know, the, the places they set up the cameras, it's just amazing. And that makes it so compelling because, you know, when this movie came out, you knew that he survived because he was doing press for the movie but I I think it would be easy to then make a movie where no one was on the edge of their seat but I watched it for a second time with Maureen and I was still on the edge of my seat when he was doing some of these things and I think a lot of that has to do with like the thought and care that went into like crafting the film of it you know like the subject itself was amazing the the feat of the athletic feat was amazing but it all came together with the actual film and I thought that would be the MVP. All right, Maureen, LVP, who or what brings it down, if anything? Because I'm going to go off and say, I don't really think there's much about this movie I that mean, I don't Sonny's like. I mean, annoying. Really? You think so? Yeah. But it's not her fault. I would be way more annoying than she was. I actually thought that her character, because she's such a foil to Alex, m- makes her palatable, like makes her interesting as a character. So I wouldn't say she's an LVP, but that's a fine choice. Yeah. I, I don't really think I have much in here. I kind of wish that they that there was a little bit more of the actual climb because the actual accomplishment is only covered in probably the last 20 or 25 minutes. The rest of the movie is is sort of the build up to that and a little bit of background on Alex. I kind of wish we'd had a little bit more of that actual climbing because that was the most exciting part, sort of like the pure edge of your seat stuff. But, you know, that's a minor thing. Yeah. Do you have any nitpicks in the movie? Like anything that stands out as as being something that you would nitpick? Mm, I mean, when I think nitpick, I think like is something wrong or like quality or like something that like bothered me. No, I mean, the movie is impeccably done. There are nitpicks like in Alex's life. I mean, like that disgusting van that he lives in. And they show him like (laughs) sweeping this van, like sweeping dirt out of it like multiple times. Yeah, but it's like nasty. He lives in a van. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he cooks and then eats with his like giant wooden spatula (laughs) i know the other thing you didn't like is that he like showers in i don't know public national park yeah campsite bathrooms bathrooms. yeah that's that's not a bother that's totally normal but he washes his clothes by stepping on them in the shower and like letting his dirty shower water be washing his clothes on the public floor that's pretty gross he did buy a house at one point in the movie which you know that was thankful that they bought a house Together, he and Sonny. So that was good. All right, Maureen, last thing here. If someone has never seen this movie, would you recommend it? I think you already said. Yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely recommend it. I would absolutely recommend it. And if you've seen it, but your spouse or partner or whoever you're with hasn't seen it, I would absolutely recommend watch it again. It holds up on a second watch. It's just really well done. And I think it's just a fascinating feat that they're showing and also a fascinating subject as well. I think the movie would not be quite as interesting if Alex wasn't 
you know, the center because he's such an interesting person. Agree. All right, Maureen, teasers. Do you have anything you want to tease for our audience this week? I do. So it's not quite uh, rock climbing, but if you are at all interested in hiking or learning more about hiking or like long walks, like think like walking at elevation up to Machu Picchu or the Camino de Santiago, um, my brother and sister-in-law have started a beautiful blog called Trekking Sketches. Dot com. Uh, we will link that in the show notes as well. And they're also on Instagram at Trekking Sketches. Um, and it's beautiful. So my sister-in-law is an artist. And so she visually depicts what they see. They take photos and talk about the hike and about the equipment that they used. Um, and they are both kind of self-taught. Um, and my brother writes poetry about it. Um, so definitely check it out. They've been working really hard on this. And they are incredible like they go on all these incredible hikes um all around um like the upper east coast um but they have done a lot of international travel as well and i just think it's very interesting to learn about um especially my sister-in-law who was not a climber or hiker in any way and how she's kind of evolved into that so check out their website you know the upper east coast also known as the northeast okay <laughs> i love the upper east coast all right my teaser for this week is something that i think has been really cool is lots of like talented famous people have you know been doing a lot of things online because shows are canceled concerts are canceled one of the things that i found earlier this week is this thing that this guy named seth rudetsky is doing he's doing this this thing called stars in the house which is a collection of broadway stars coming together online and they're performing songs and what they're doing is they're raising money for the actors fund which you know goes to support actors and and people who are not working at this time because they're physically unable to there's no shows or anything and so you know they they stream something twice a day at two o'clock in the afternoon and eight o'clock at night which are the traditional theater times and they have a different broadway star come on every every day and every different time slot and so i just think it's really cool that people are coming together to do things like this to raise money for a good cause and i will link sort of the I will link some of them in the show notes. I'll, I think I can link the main page and you can check them out if you're a Broadway fan. But I love them and I think they're really interesting. So you can see the past ones they've done. You can just scrub through and, and find some of the songs you like from these different famous people. All right, Maureen, I think that'll do it for this week. Thanks for another great episode. And we will talk to you guys next week with a brand new episode. You can leave us feedback, comments, or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash poppedcast. We would love to hear from you. You can also reach us by email emailing thepoppedcast at vernacularpodcast.com. Please also subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting in our basement with a brand new episode. Talk to you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Wash those hands.